Hour two, Heat Wave Sports, Super Sunday Night, Fox Sports Radio, 98.9 FM, 1340 AM. Want to get interactive with us, 702-876-1340 at HW Sports over on Twitter. So for Hour 2, we welcome in another cast member of the Heat Wave Sports crew. He's also part of Vegas Sports Daily. He's also part of his own Sudden Death Sports, Jose V, back in the chair. What's going on, brother? Appreciate it. I, I got to correct you on one thing, though. Yes. It's not sudden death anymore. I went back to my roots. Remember, straight bet sports. That is my fault. And I mean and that respectfully, yes. but I appreciate no, the no. shout-out, of wanted, course. We want to make it correct. So. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? How, how is that? So we, we know you did a show right before the Super Bowl. Kind of yeah. get your feet back in, into the mm-hmm. wet. Is that is that on pace to uh, start up again, where we do monthly, weekly, something? Correct. So basically... Um, just trying to get a couple of things figured out here financially for the show. Obviously, you know how it goes. But um, I got some things in the works already, and I'm hoping for March. March about March 6th, I think. Okay. I'm around there. Hopefully, um, not an official date, but we're hoping for March. Hopefully, get things rolling again. Um, got a couple sponsors that are going to jump on with us, so that's a good, good opportunity there. Um, just looking forward to it, man. Just, you know me. I just want to get back on there, be able to do a daily show, because it uh, just gives you more to talk about. Absolutely. It's... For me, it's a stress reliever to do this. Definitely, People man. don't understand that, but it really is because it, you go into this zone for however many hours you're doing it, and everything else kind of just falls by the wayside. And you talk about something that, you know, look, me and you grew up loving sports for what they were. And, and as we've gotten older, I think you'll agree that maybe we don't love so much these sports as much as we used to. And a lot of that's because of the way the world is now. But there's still things that kind of tug at your heart a little bit when you're talking about sports. And, and you know, definitely. I'll give you props. A perfect example is that this whole tragedy with Kobe Bryant, you guys, when you guys did that show, the, the, the night it happened. <clears throat> yeah, man. Uh, that was a great show that you and Chris did. And, and then I see uh, basically you, you interjecting what Kobe Bryant meant into your family with, with photos and, and uh, explaining to your son. He doesn't understand, but he will later in his life. So it's things like that that make all this worth doing. Definitely, man. Definitely. It's um, it's always fun to be able to jump on the mic and just talk sports. I mean, my wife always tells me, don't you get tired of doing the same thing? Don't you get tired of talking? And it's just like you said, it's a stress reliever. It's something that mm-hmm. I get to do. But when it comes to the, the, the whole aspect of sports, I agree with you, man. I think I've fallen off a bit as I've gotten older, but not in a bad way. It's all, you know, situations, what's going on in your life. You know, I'm married now. I got kids. You know, I got a job, day job, things like that. So you don't have that much time to be on to the whole sports scene like you were growing up. Right. But that passion, that love for it, it, it never goes away. I mean, look, we were talking about the XFL before we got on the mic, and it's just it's a league that's just starting, but yet we're passionate. You know what I mean? It's, it's that thing about sports that just, even if you're male, female, doesn't matter. You can talk about it, and it's just fun, man. We'll do XFL here in a second. I actually want to ask you, since we left on it in hour one, mm-hmm. what's your take on the whole Houston <laughs> Astros. <laughs> uh, I, I know. <laughs> oh, man. I was listening to you guys on the way here. Yeah. So, I mean, I love what Tommy said. I love what you guys were talking about. But it's just, it's, it's crazy how you have an owner that can literally have the audacity to come out and basically say, well, I mean, yeah, we did cheat, but it had nothing to do with us winning a World Series. It had everything to, to do with you guys winning the World Series, and you're basically contradicting yourself. Don't, don't do that. And not only that, I love what Cody Bellinger did. 
coming out the way he did, saying what he did, you know what I mean? Being real about it, not hiding behind anything. Now, overall, though, I say this. Strip them of the World Series. Leave that season as, a season as an open season. But you can't give the World Series to the Dodgers. Let's be real here. Dodger fans that are saying that, at the end of the day, you still did not win the World Series. Whether you got cheated out of it or not, I would just leave it as a blank open season. Because it's been proven that you got caught, man. Jose Altuve, I used to like the guy. Not anymore. You're a proven cheater. How could you still come out and act like nothing was done, like you did nothing wrong and everything is okay, and you're just going to walk away with it? And when, especially with the commissioner, man, that guy's a joke. He's a complete joke. How could you come out and say that you're not going to basically do anything? Because they, I mean, let's, let's be real. What really did he do? What, what did he do to the Astros? Nothing. He could have taken away that World Series. I think they need to be stripped. I think some players need to be suspended, fined, something. Because you're basically letting people walk away squeaky clean. Yeah. At the end of the day. And it's not fair, man. It's not fair to the game. It's not <laughs> fair to the fans of the game. And there's a lot of people that are going to go to the Angels game in the beginning of the season where the Astros playing. Supposedly, there's fans that are getting ready to boo. And just it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. I think the whole season is going to be bad overall. Every single game that's outside of Houston, I just think that the people are just going to go after the Astros, man. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a sad but yet fun sight to see, it, as crazy as that sounds. They said that... Um, with with no suspensions to the players that have admitted guilt or sideways admitted guilt, I guess would be the way to put it, that there would be ramifications and that the players would police themselves. So Dusty Baker, the new manager of the Astros, comes out and basically asks for protection, knowing that that's going to happen, and that anybody retaliating for this would be held accountable. So you're going you're gonna to hold... And, and I get it. You don't want somebody throwing 100 mile an hour baseball at the head of Jose Altuve, right? There has to be some type of safety, but, you know, peg him in the butt, peg him in the leg, right? It's going to happen. It's, yeah, it's, it's going to happen, happen regardless. Definitely. But you're going to suspend these guys, and that's where the hypocrisy of the league comes in and makes mm-hmm. uh, Rob Manfred look like an idiot in that he really has no sack, Jose. He has no grapefruits I in agree. that he can't... He had a perfect chance here to solidify his reign as commissioner, however long it's going to be, by making a bold decision. Just suspend them for a month, thirty day suspension, whatever, right? Something. I'm good with that. Just give them something. Yes. You didn't even you gave them basically a slap on the wrist. Yeah, you said uh, you basically don't do it. said you cheated. It's uh, don't do it again. But it affected like you know, like Tommy had said. There's people filing lawsuits, guys that are just pissed off. I, I mean, you imagine betters. We're in Vegas. Imagine yeah. betters. People that had futures on certain <laughs> teams, man. I mean, yeah. that's crazy. It affects everything, not just the game we watch. It's all around. Goes deep. Yeah. Goes deep. All right, Damon, I need you to jump on real quick because um, you and Tommy claim there was some defense in this four. I haven't seen one lick of defense in this, <laughs> this fourth quarter. They're showing you a replay right now. Look what? at that block by Giannis. Oh, this goaltending, you mean? This goaltending we're watching they rever- right now? They reversed the call, uh, called it a block. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, get it right. Come on. Yeah, initially a called a goal. It was a great play. Let's great say. play. Come on, man. You got Kyle Lowry out there taking charges in the fourth <laughs> quarter. I mean, come on. What do you mean there was no defense? Bro, how about how about James Harden giving up the, the shot at the end of the game? Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. When, when does he pass? <laughs> when does he ever pass yeah. up? I, I, shout out to Mike Dixon because he, he tweeted out the video and he got a little bit, you know, stuff about it on Twitter. But I'm like, yeah, what? what? Like, 
Well, scared of the pressure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, come on, man. Exactly. He, saw, he, saw what, he saw what Giannis just did to LeBron right here. He was like, yo, I can't have that be me. Oh, my God. I don't want to be posterized. That was a straight decision, uh, business decision. Yeah, he's like, I'm, not trying, right I'm not trying to get my shot How pinned against the glass. How crazy is that right there, though? Joel Embiid and Giannis on the same team. Right? Like, that's just yep. crazy. See, exactly, man. And you're talking about... No, okay. I'm, no, but you're if talking they about went East, back to East-West, they'd still be on the same team. They'd still be on the same team, but it's just fun to see, like, the, like, just the... I like this guy. I want I this guy you. on my team. It's more like a pickup game at that point. I get it. Yeah. You get to choose your team. But then if you're the last guy chosen, how do you feel? Like, damn. <laughs> you're the worst <laughs> all-star. Like, man. Devin, dude, Devin Booker got chosen by the commissioner. Like, he wasn't even chosen by LeBron or anybody Shouldn't else. have been in. <laughs> well, no. The only reason he went yeah, in. Cause cause yeah, because Damian Lillard got hurt. But still, yeah. it's just like, all right, okay. That's great. Enough complaining. Dude, but it's nice to see guys in there like Sabonis. You know, Luca, like yeah. all these European guys, like you know what I mean? They're just they're even though I know Sabonis played out here, but his dad's European, you know what I mean? Like his roots. I mean, overall. granted, none of them played in the fourth quarter, but you know <laughs> But it's nice to see those yeah. new faces, you know what I mean? It's it's good to see that there. And honestly, man, you're gonna see Luca a lot more. You know that. Oh Luke Luca's gonna be the face of the of, of the whole NBA pretty soon. It's gonna be better than Dirk. Oh right? I, I, yeah, right? Well, yeah. 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 He's he's got he's gotta win he's gotta win championships though. I mean, if he doesn't win championships, he, he, he can have a great career, but they're not going to make him better than Dirk. It's not going to be because Cuban won't spend the money. That's for what sure. What do you think, Demont? Oh man, oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I think he, uh, he's, he's going to be the he's going to be the best thing walking. I mean, just like with the usage rates, I know the numbers are a little bit inflated. It's like oh, because like even LeBron, LeBron's like never like if you look at the usage rates been in control of that much of his, of his team's, like, offense, had the ball that much, you know, in his career. But he's putting up the numbers, like, it's clearly like, oh, he's, like, averaging close to a triple-double. Like, when it comes to just, like, numbers and counting stats, it's going to be one of those, like, he's going he's to basically be an all-time great. How old is he? He's 20, right? Isn't he 20? 20 21, 21, I so think. 20, yeah. I mean, jeez. And the guy's already technically a vet, which is crazy, man. So I just saw this charge. That was ridiculous. You don't, he, you he don't, call, that. That's you don't like, call it charging an all That's like the only game. charge in the game, right? And they call Kyle Lowry took two charges. Took two? Yes. Oh, gee. How about this? He's moving, see? Oh, that, that's bull. God. That's bull, man. They wanted to show everybody that uh, that's hey, what James Harden too, does all the time. That, that could have won the game. The game could have been like, look, it goes look, on for like another few minutes. He is moving. That was a great flop. I'm sorry. How about Chris Paul Duncan, though? Did you see that? Did you guys I see that? I didn't know he still had them hops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he credited it with his um, plant-based diet. Oh, Is that it? He told um, J.A. Adande, he had the tweets out. He was like, you know, a couple of years ago, I couldn't have done that. But, you know, got to you know, give credit to the plant-based diet. He's, what, 32, 34, something like that? Yeah, he's but his body's so busted Oh, up, yeah, he's, man. yeah. Said so he hasn't had to knees. ice his knees all season. Had that oh, plant-based okay. diet hasn't had to ice the knees all season. So he's been going to the Impossible Whoppers all of a sudden, and now he's got to, you know. <laughs> have you guys had those yet? It's not I had bad. one. It's not I had bad. One. Does it taste like it? Like unfortunately, just like a regular it, one. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. kind of. I'm sure it's filled with sodium though, so it's probably not that good. For and they you, cook it on the same that, grill as the regular right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy, man. Hey, uh, we take that bacon off that. That's the impossible one. Okay, <laughs> just use the grease. We're good. Yeah. Let, let's talk about this XFL though. Okay. So we're two weeks in. Yep. Um. TV ratings aren't out for week two, but week one average, I think it was right around three, almost three and a half million viewers. And Tommy had brought up last week, you know, we were talking about XFL one, which is 20 years old now, and how they had 50 million opening weekend. And obviously everything changes over time and TV ratings are, are way different now Correct. than they used to be with the advent of people just having other things to do. And, <laughs> you know, I'm sure DVR cuts into that a lot and those ratings are different, but... 
good opening week. Mm-hmm. And what here's what where I'm looking at the positives so far. And and you can say what you want to say about secondary football leagues. We saw the A what was it the AAF or AFL A- or whatever. AAF, I think it was yeah. They who jumped the gun to beat the XFL out and ended up basically costing themselves and folding with. I mean, they were done mid-season. Mm-hmm. That's right. They didn't even complete a whole no, season. It was, te- it was terrible. Wow. This so, th- <sighs> you're always going to have the initial um, hoopla surrounding week one, right? Correct. Oh, brand new league. I know this guy. You know that guy from college or the NFL. Attendance is going to be your highest, you would think, in week one. Yeah. If you're looking at secondary leagues where you see it, it just tail off so badly they end up folding. So in week two, and you brought up a good point in that, look, there's four games. There's two each day. Simple. You don't have to worry about any, you know, like six games and trying to figure it all out. There's two games a day. So this weekend, you had Houston with its second home game in a row. They did 17,800 last week, 17,100 this week. Okay. Great. That's good. That's cool. Good number. Right? Solid. L.A. opened their first game with almost 15,000. Yeah, that, that's crazy for that market, right? That that many people don't even show up to the Charger games, it seems like. Washington went, they dropped a couple thousand. So I think they went from, I want to say 17 and a half to like 15 and a half. But still. It's still a good number, man. You're right. at 15,000 people. Right. Like, come on. And here's the, here's the big one. So Seattle, football heaven, right? Jose, they did 29,000 people yesterday. And I know, really? I know in that stadium it looks like empty, but that's not. It's a huge stadium. That's why. Right, right. twenty nine thousand for wow. their home opener. They had to uh, open up seating because they had blocked off. Seattle so Dragons, much. I think it is right. Yeah, that's yeah. my that's not like my second favorite team. Dude, that, that's <laughs> that's a nice uniform and a helmet. Yeah. So th- we'll see how some of these teams in their second games go. Like obviously, we'll see if people come back out in L A to support them. Seattle, I think you'll have support for a while unless they just completely stink. Which I don't think they stink. So, you know, there, there's legs here. There's legs here, and I, I like that. But it's still it's still a long way till the end. And, and you know how things go. People get tired of whatever the new fad is. Yeah. But if you if so, I want to kind of pick apart this league. I know you said you've watched bits and pieces of it. I've pretty much watched of the four. I uh, see. What was it? Four a lot games of things I like about the league, man. Yeah, I watched probably five full games and, and parts of the other ones. Got it. So what what do you like initially? What so other than it being football, what drew you to this league? Was it some of the names you knew? Was it some of the rules, or was it just the fact that hey man, we can still watch football? I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. Going into week one, I I partially looked over the rules, didn't know too many of them or what they were going to be doing. Um, didn't know too many of the players. Obviously Landry Jones, you know some of the guys that you know name wise that made a little bit of a splash in the league, whether they did anything or not, but name wise they were there. But it's just the XFL. I was intrigued when I was a kid when the first one came out. LA Extreme won the first championship of the first time ever, Tommy Maddox. Um, it was just that intrigue again. And I love football. I love football. And now what I like about it is the access. Bro, they're taking you into the freaking review booth, <laughs> letting you listen into that. A guy throws a pick, he's got a mic in his face 30 seconds later in the sideline. And not only that, the guy's okay with it. Like, the football player's not mad that there's a mic in his face after he just threw a pick. Yeah. Landry Jones had a mic in his face today after throwing a pick, and he was good with it. 
week one, Pat McAfee was interviewing him on the sideline talking about, hey, so uh, heard you were working carpentry or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just it's normal conversation, and I love it, man. Half times are shorter. I love the kickoff. One, I think it's safer. But two, you're getting away with those ridiculous touchbacks. Nobody wants to see a touchback in, 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 in a football game, period. No. But you got guys like P.J. Walker that I was telling you about from the Roughnecks. This guy was a guy that didn't make it with the Colts after being drafted into the NFL. And now look at him. He's putting up crazy numbers, throwing Pat Mahomes-type side, you know, sidearm passes in between defenders. And it's, it's a, it's a feel-good story. You know, you said you like Dallas. You're a renegade guy. Look at Landry Jones. We just said it. Yeah, they won because of him. Exactly. You know? He's their quarterback. This is one. He, they're already using him as the face of the franchise. I read an article on ESPN. Yeah. I forgot who wrote it, but they talked about how the XFL came to Fox and came to ESPN and said, "Here, have at it." They basically said, "Do what you want. Try what you want. We want to give you guys full access." That's something that, not to disrespect the NFL. They even said that that's something that the NFL has never even done to this day, which is that that's pretty amazing. Now, what are you going to continue to do, though, is the question, because people could, could look at something nice and shiny and love it, but they could get bored of it pretty soon as well. Sure. So that, that's the thing. What are they going to do that is going to keep people wanting to keep watching? I love it. I, I think it's good so far. I like the fact that games have gotten a little more high scoring here after the first week. I love the fact that they love implementing the point spreads, who's the favorite, <laughs> and they talk about it. Yeah. Dude, you got the announcers talking about, well, we're going to halftime if you had the first half for this and that. Like, they're talking about it, and that's awesome, man. I love it. I just I hope it keeps going. And not only that, my biggest thing, Tim, I hope it doesn't become a league where players are just getting so good and they leave. I want this to be a league where these guys create their name, create their legacy, create this league, and continue it. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, don't just be like, oh, the NFL's giving me another shot. No, make this league great first. That's that's just me. Granted, you know, they're going to make their money. They're going to get paid. Dip out where you got to go. But I like it, man. I hope it continues. I really do. You saw in Houston, you mentioned uh, P.J. Walker. That was Connor Cook's team. They brought Connor Cook in to be the face there, and he, that's right. he lost the job straight out to, to P.J. Walker. And, look, they're 2-0. They beat a good St. Louis team tonight yeah. on TV. We saw in L.A. today, you know that area very well, 15,000, we just said it, yeah. to attend to uh, basically what people are calling minor league football. What, what is it, you, Dig- Dignity, Dignity something? Yeah, it's, it's, something it's, it's the soccer stadium there. Yeah. But Josh Johnson's the quarterback there. That's my team, L.A., yeah. I'm, you, I'm, I'm, I'm on. They, they're on, too, right. you know, but I'm a – You know, they I'm got Norm Chow's offensive Norm, coordinator, yeah. Norm Chow, And man. that's the thing, you know, I saw an article that they were complaining. Look, there's always going to be critics either way. Dude, the coach got fired after week one, <laughs> which was insane. That, that was crazy, yeah. right? Well, now they lost again, so somebody else has got to get fired tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> somebody else got to go. Did we get it right? Oh I was looking God. at an article. He's like, well, you know, the quarterback plays. The quarterbacks are supposed to be the face of the league right now because of the, the, the most known names. And some quarterbacks are just terrible. Yeah. Just putting up. I saw Matt McGloin. The kid, 43 yards passing for the game, <laughs> right? But look, you know, I understand all that. You have to give, Dude. you have to give it time, man. Right? You have to get these guys had a month together, a month. Dude, there were memes on social media because that had Jameis Winston and um, Aaron was it Aaron Murray? Yeah, the dude Aaron from Murray. the Tampa from the other from yeah. the Tampa Bay Vipers side by side, and a guy walking, turning around, and says. 
when there's not only when there's another Tampa Bay guy throwing picks or something like that. <laughs> just hilarious. Yeah, Aaron bro. Murray's been pretty bad, and he was brought in oh, to be man. the face of that. Exactly, you know I mean? so and he was a guy that was good in college and yes. had a name. Like it's it's insane, man. But those are the names that the people knew. Maybe they drew you into the league, and all of a sudden now you're watching it and you're finding these other stars. We saw in LA today the first ever three point conversion. Yeah, that's cool, man. Right? That's different. What's NFL's version? Oh, let's just back it up ten yards and make it like a small field. That, that's I like that's, the no extra point kick. I like it. Yeah, I like right. it. So now in the NFL, you have kickers missing extra points because they're small field goals. And not only that, if you're a better, because you know I bet too. Sure. It changes the way you're gonna bet this game because there's you're not gonna get that one point seven. You know this and that. It, it's gonna change everything, man. It's gonna change. You everything. saw what happened in Week One, right? The guy kicked the field goal, put the spread over. There was a penalty. On the defense, so they moved the they, re, no. they rescinded the field goal. I didn't see that. Moved the ball up, and they didn't score, so oh the game went under. God. That was like the big talk of week one. Yeah, three games went under in week one. Yeah, Tommy liked the overs. He was talking about it. I like, like you said, I like the fact that when you look at the score, the spread is sitting right there in front of your face. There's no hiding anything anymore yeah. about this, and and I think the the logos look the way that this league came out slowly. Right, they did a slow burn. Exactly, the XFL's coming back. And then two months later, oh, we're going to have eight teams. And then two months later, they started releasing the teams. And then you get the logos. You know, logos are cool. Every, the color schemes of, of these uniforms are great. Everything they've done has been professional, top-notch. This isn't a joke like, oh, Vince McMahon owns this. Mm-hmm. It's like the first time. It's gimmicky. There's none of that crap. You don't even, I haven't even seen Vince McMahon. No circus. No, no. circus acts like it was in the first time around. This Very is, professional. This is the real deal. Some people you were know? complaining, oh, they should have let them put their, 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 their nicknames on their jerseys. No. He did it a professional approach. This yeah. is a professional football league. And I think that's what's going to keep it from, from uh, you know, ultimately it's his money. And that's the other thing that I brought up last week on the show was that the original. And he's got a lot of money at stake on this one. He put his all his own money. His into. all, took, basically, yeah, at this point. He took his stock out of WWE and he put it in the league. The first time, NBC was a partner. And that's how he got on NBC. And um, they had a handshake agreement that they would give it at. Two at two years minimum, three years. Handshake agreement. Handshake agreement. I like that, yeah. Came out like gangbusters in week one. And for whatever reason, America just decided they didn't want to watch it no more. And uh, the ratings tanked. And I think the NFL has something to do with that. Oh, there's too. no. <laughs> what, what, here's, here's the call. If you don't do something about this, you have no chance in getting our games ever again. That's basically what Because they, the, they didn't have football at that time. That's why the NBC became a partner. So, yeah, there was a back, back-end deal somewhere, and uh, Vince got screwed on that. I thought the football was better then as far as the, the, the talent that was being used. And this is a, this is a league where we're going to see. I say, I say by week seven, eight, it's going to be quality. Not NFL quality, but it's going to be quality football. Professional even, quality. Yeah, yeah. Take, you have to take it for what it's worth. And I like when it comes out week after the Super Bowl. Yes. Like, they're not waiting. People are still fresh off the Super Bowl, and they're like, wait a minute, I can watch football again next Saturday and Sunday? Why not? It's good. I think you'll see as well. And you mentioned, okay, some of the names. So, Cardell Jones is probably the biggest name now, and he's had two great weeks. He's in D.C., right? He's in D.C., 276 today. He's going to be in the NFL next year. You think so? He'll make a team somewhere. But he's got to continue his play. Yes, yes. He can't can't go down. He's got to continue his play. But his play's got to stay up. But I like this outlet. And I'm not saying it's a feeder league because it's not, but it is, right? Somebody, Somebody's watching. Oh, definitely. And he'll at least 
He, you're telling me he can't jump on as a at minimum a third string somewhere, if not from, a backup. From what I've seen in the first two weeks, yes, right. That yes, no doubt. So that that's that's also what this league has become. And you look at some of the names of the college kids, you're like, oh, I remember that guy. It gives somebody else an opportunity to have a job and and support his family. I think that's the the other thing that we're looking at. Yeah, in playing a sport that yeah. they love. Sean Oakman is a great one of he's a great that guy. I don't know if you guys remember Ooh. Sean Oakman from Baylor. He had like the big he had like the picture. It was like a meme all around. Six nine, like oh, two eighty. Yeah, 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 and he had on like, the he had <laughs> oh the midriff cut from Baylor. And he had that, the face and, like, mask. the coolest face yeah. mask on the LA Are team. You serious? Yes, he is. Oh my God. I, I would be marketing him, be like, hey man, we need you to cut the jersey in half. And, you know, just like we just want we just need you to look cool. Wow, I didn't know that. That's insane, bro. I thought he was probably in the league or something. I didn't even know where he went. That's crazy. You know, names like Johnny Manziel, who they basically had no interest in bringing in. You have to understand, They're too. smart, like, man. Yes, these teams are owned by the league. They're not dedicated owners, which keeps it to where you don't have a rogue owner going out and just deciding to sign whoever the hell he wants to for publicity. That's true. I forgot about that. So they're league-owned. They decide who they want to bring in. the Like, Tim Tebow was... At the, when they first announced the XFL, Tim Tebow was a name that they had on on the map, right? Look, he has a name. He has a, a big religious following. I think he would have been good for this. I league. do too. He decided <laughs> he wanted to play baseball, but yeah. he would have been that would have been your poster child. You talk about the Tom Brady of the NFL; it would have been Tim Tebow. Oh, definitely. Think about that. I hope he doesn't. I hope Vince he stays with it because I think the longer it goes, it will stay. It will stay. So, it's gonna stick. Yeah, it'll stick. And he's got football people running the league. Oliver Luck, you know, look at all the big NFL, past NFL names that are associated with these franchises. Moose Johnson essentially is the GM yeah. in Dallas. Mm-hmm. You know, look at the coaches. You know all the coaches' names. You know who they are. Bob, Bob Stoops. Stoops. Yeah. Jim Jerry, Thorne. You got Jerry, with Jerry Glanville, old school, right? Is Jerry Glanville in this league? Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it? Right? I don't know. I'll have to look that up. I think that's what it is. No, is that his name? I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. I'm mixing. I'm mixing. No, the dude from Seattle. June Jones is in this league. I know that in Tampa or in not uh, the dude from Houston. Seattle. The dude from I think it's Tampa. Oh, uh, Tampa is Mark Tressman from. No, no, okay, not him then. Who's the guy from Seattle? Jim Zorn is Seattle's football coach. Who am I thinking about then? The yeah. fact that I know this is probably <laughs> you know <laughs> makes you think about something. All right, we got Bob Stoops in go. Dallas. Okay. All right, we've got Pep Hamilton in D.C. Okay, good coach. Uh huh. June Jones, Houston Roughnecks. Yep. Perfect league for him. Hawaii. Right. Was he in Hawaii, too? Hawaii, yeah. SMU. Yeah. Winston Moss, Los Angeles Wildcats. Yep. Kevin Gilbride, New York Guardians. Very well known. Jonathan Hayes, St. Louis Battlehawks. Good. He was an underrated guy who probably should have had a coaching job in the NFL. Yep. Jim Zorn, Seattle Dragons. Mark Tressman, Tampa Bay Vipers. Okay. I think that, yeah, I think that was eight right there. Glanville might be a coordinator, though, right? I think so. I'm pretty yeah. sure I saw him on the sideline today on one of the games. Like you said, you got Norm Chow running around. Yeah. You, you know, you have all these these names you know. It, I, I don't want to say it's like a place to go for retreads, but it kind of, I mean, look, just because you're not the guy in the in the big league anymore doesn't mean doesn't you don't matter. have talent. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you don't understand the game and can't draw plays up and make it exciting. So, I was a little, I'm a little uh, weary right now on, on the, like the article the guy had mentioned. He, Brought up the three quarterbacks who have bad statistics. And, yeah, I was watching some of the games, and it's still sloppy, you know. And like I said, they had a month together in training camp. That's essentially what they had. Yeah. I think you'll this see This is their preseason. Yeah. 
give them two or three games, work out the kinks, find the chemistry, figure out defensive schemes, and put in your own place. Let's see what happens, man. I'm all for it. So let me ask you a question. What changed with ESPN? As far as? Covering the league. Because first time around, it was NBC, like you said. Were they afraid of the NFL and they're no longer are because all they do is Monday night? You know what I, I mean? I like, th- yeah, I think, in my opinion, I think ESPN needs content. They need programming, you know. You're talking about, what do they have, three channels on, on the, the cable platform. Now they have the Plus Network. They, they, content is king, right? Isn't yeah. that what they always say? Content is king. I don't think it hurts. Here's the thing with the NFL, though, right? Maybe the NFL doesn't approve of the XFL, but the XFL isn't out there in their face saying we're coming for you. You know, They're exactly. like, hey, we're just doing our thing here. We might supply you with guys to help your league out. We're going to look at what the XFL, or the NFL took from the XFL originally. There were rules that they took, the cameras, the yep. camera system, right? The, uh, yeah, the sky cam, exactly. I think if the NFL fought, thought they were a threat, it would be different, but I don't. I don't think they see it that way. I like the hits because they're hard, but yet they're still technically trying to protect the guys. If you look at it, they're not letting guys go, you know, full throttle, crown to crown type, you know, hits. Right. Guys are getting smashed, but they're good, solid, clean hits. The announcing is good. The commentators are. I'm not gonna yeah. say great, but they're solid. You got good guys on there that know what they're talking about. They don't sound boring. They got the good combinations of the people that they're putting together. It's fun, man. And like I said. The whole microphone thing. Week one, they had a couple guys dropping the F-bomb, which they worked around it. But that's yeah. cool, man. They, almost every player on the team is mic'd up. Like, that, that's that's like going back to – I used to talk to my brother about this. He's like, would you ever pay pay-per-view if they gave you an option to watch an NFL game with no announcers, just let the guys talk, and you're listening to every single thing that they're saying? So talking crap at each other, going at it, whatever, would you pay for that? I'm like, Yes. But that's what the XFL is giving you now. And we're not paying for it unless you're going to the game. Right. If you're watching it at home, they're giving you what you want to watch as a football fan. That's another thing. The the ticket prices to these games are affordable. I haven't seen what the ticket prices are. Were they, they're pretty good. Yeah. So I have a friend. He was on the show last week, actually. He lives in Houston. He does he used to do MMA. He used okay. to write, write articles for a website. Um, he has a podcast. So he went to the opener in Houston. He said for him... It was it was four of them to get in the tickets essentially forty yard line, which is you know pretty good seat. Decent, yeah. For the four of them, it was like eighty dollars. Wow, that's not bad at all. No, you have a family too. You know, <laughs> that's not bad at you, all, bro. You know, you have a family. It's expensive. What did you tell about the concessions? Did you uh, say anything about that? I should I should have asked him that. But so this the Houston one they play at the University of. Uh, Houston, so I'm assuming they're a little bit lower than anyways in the major stadiums. They chose good stadiums, by the way. That's another thing I was going to say. Like with, in L.A., perfect size. Right. You don't need to get anything bigger than that. Don't go to the Coliseum. I think with the exception of the big markets, so D.C., New York, and Seattle. Yeah, New York, they all, play at MetLife, yeah, right? Yeah, which, look, man, you know, it's whatever, but he wants to be in the big markets. You got <clears> two teams in Dallas. In Texas, Texas, I'm sorry. Yeah, in Texas, Texas yeah. yeah. Probably could put a third. Think I think San Antonio so. would be a great place to put a football team. Where think would about you play? The, the, they still got the Alamo Dome? Or they See, tore that's it too down? big, dude, yeah. right? Well, it depends. If they love football, can they fill it up? Or, or at least get it a good crown enough nah. towards Phil and be black out the top? It comes. You know what the bottom line comes down to? Rent. What's your rent uh, going to be on it? So if you get a good deal. Definitely. Talk about so when we come back, 
I'll look at the schedule next week. I'm going to throw out some more big names in the XFL. But speaking of rent and can you fill it up, I do want to get into VGK in a little bit. There's another hockey team coming to Vegas. I want to get your thoughts on it. Like this was, this was like Christmas morning for me when I found this out. And I'll tell you why. On the other side of the timeout, it's Heatwave Sports here on a Sunday night, Fox Sports Radio. Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. Now back to Heatwave Sports with Tim Oglesby and Tom Barton. XFL Week 3, Saturday games. ABC, the opener of the Houston Roughnecks, Jose's team. He did pick them before the season, everybody. Just got thrown out there. 2-0, <laughs> led by P.J. Walker. They will be in Tampa to take on the, the uh, so far, the not-so-good Vipers at 0-2. The five or the two o'clock afternoon game over on Fox, the Dallas Renegades. Landry Jones getting in some action today leads his team to a win. They take on the Seattle Dragons in Seattle. I said earlier, Jose, almost thirty thousand people in Seattle insane, for man. for their first. They game. love their football. Sunday Sunday afternoon on ESPN, the New York Guardians, a big fat zero and two, take on the St. Louis Battle Cats in St. Louis. This is St. Louis's. Yeah, that's a great team. Too. Isn't that a great one too? This is their home opener. So okay. think about this. Okay. They're playing in the Edward Jones Dome, formerly where the Rams played. Really? Okay. And you talk about a city. If you look at the eight teams in this league, St. Louis is the only team that doesn't have a professional team, right? Correct. That's right. Yeah. I have I look, for what I do for work, we have a store in St. Louis. I talk to people out there all the time. This is a big deal coming up for them. They're really? excited about this. They're going out in promo, they're bringing the girls down, you know. Okay, okay. Football has been gone in St. Louis for, for what, four, three, four years now. So they're excited for this. I want to see what the attendance is going to be for this one Sunday afternoon in St. Louis. I think it's going to surprise some people. And then the nightcap over on Fox Sports, D.C. led by Cardell Jones, 2-0 and against DeMond's L.A. Wildcats. Big fat 0-2. and <laughs> Who's getting fired in L.A. tomorrow? <laughs> we'll see what Tomorrow's, happens with what, that. What do they call it? Black Monday? Black or Monday in yeah. L.A., right? Oh, my God. It's overreaction Monday. It's, it's like, come on, come on, come on, come on down. And you even said it earlier during the break. You're like, who else is going to get fired? <laughs> but, yeah, man, I think Cardell Jones being in L.A. for that game, I think that's good. I think it's going to draw a lot of people. I think a lot of people are going to go watch. I can see another 15. What is it? What is it? 15,000? Yeah, it's almost 15. Yeah. I can see that again. It's an afternoon, or it's a night game, too. So, you know, have you have Oh, your, wait a minute. It's a... 8, 6, 6 p.m.? Okay. Yeah. Have, you, have you been to that, that same in Carson? Really yes. Cool? I've been there to watch um, Galaxy and um, the Chivas USA when they were still around. So it's a very... It's nice. Cozy, yeah. right? You're right there on the on the action. Very comfortable. 15K in there. It looks looks nice. Oh, yeah. Think about these names, though. I, I, I know we kind of ran through them, and, and for those maybe not so familiar with the league... Landry Jones, Pittsburgh Steelers, right? Mm -hmm. Oklahoma, played for Bob Stoops. There's a connection there. Correct. Cardell Jones, Ohio State. Sammy Coates, former NFLer with the Chiefs and the Steelers for many, many years. Matt McGloin, who had the the big 40-yard game, (laughs) formerly (laughs) of the Raiders. Connor Cook, uh, at one point was back up in in, in Oakland and then unemployed. Michigan State, right? Michigan State, right? Big college pedigree. He didn't even win the job. Where P.J. Walker out of Temple 
who, unless you're a big college fan, you don't necessarily know. But PJ Walker was a guy. Uh, maybe he's just. I don't. I don't know what the official terminology was on size wise in the NFL. He's put himself on the radar now after two weeks, Jose. There's that's for sure. Aaron, Aaron Murray, we talked about. He was with the Chiefs for a cup of coffee. Uh, <laughs> Literally a cup of coffee. That's yeah, how right? it was. So, so I mean, the names here. Look, the, we're just talking about the name names. There's guys like 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 Demon said that if you if you follow football, you know the names. So like, here's another big name from them for them that like maybe some people, but if you're just like real inside football, you'd love it. Marquette King. You know, used to be yeah. the punter yeah, the for punter, the Raiders. The Raider, yeah. yeah, come on. Only black wow. punter in the league. Come on. He's in the XFL. <laughs> Got to stay behind him. Wasn't he yeah. on the all-rookie NFL team as a I think he was Raiders? when he was a rookie. Yeah, he yeah. made the Pro yeah. Bowl in 2016. I mean, he was in Denver, like, last time he was in the NFL. Wow. And it's just like, you know, but this is he's another guy that's like, hey, maybe, you know, a couple of those punts, you know. There's a couple yeah. receivers in the league, too, that, oh, you yeah. know, same thing that name-wise you kind of knew and weren't great. You but. remember growing up watching the the greatest show on turf and Ricky Prohl yeah. was, was the, his son plays for no a team here he plays for um Devon looked that up for me <laughs> Austin Prohl and his son again Austin Prohl Austin Prohl and I'm I, on it Pro son it's stupid that I don't remember because he's had big he had yeah. a big game in week one so I just it's, Ricky Prohl was the the white dude slot receiver yes yeah I remember him and his definitely. son his son is with the yeah, name they had him know? Isaac Bruce Tory Holt. Um, Oz Hakeem, jeez, oh. man, that team was just Marshall Fall. I mean, God, Lee, and they won one Super Bowl. Yeah, that's insane. And, and they had no defense though. That was the no, problem. They gave no, up a lot of points. Right. Plus, Just come back, Austin Pro on the ding 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 Seattle Dragons. Seattle Dragons. See, I don't know why I drew a brain fart there, but <laughs> they in the week in week one they showed a you know they're trying to build up the the league and they're showing these videos right. So they show a video of Austin Parole, and it, they went back to when they won the, the championship, and there's a video of him, his dad, carrying him around after, in the celebration. Really? You know, the way that, look, you can make this work. You yeah. really can. And, and I'm, I'm as excited as you are, man. You know, on Twitter, you and I are, are big XFL guys. We try to promote it as much as we can because yeah. I think that's important. I think for the league, they've done everything, I believe, the right way. Now it's just kind of it's up in it's in Luck's hands, right? And, and when I say Luck, I don't mean Oliver Luck, the commissioner. <laughs> I mean it really is in Luck, in that we hope it sticks, man. Yeah, yeah. that's the biggest thing. It's got to stick. It's people gotta got stick. people got to support it. Kind of like when we say support your local teams out here in Vegas. If you're gonna like the league, keep continuing support it. Don't just watch it for one week and then say it's a wrap. Give it, give it, give it, give it time. It'll stick to you. I I love it. It's only been what two weeks, and I'm already excited. I can't wait till next week. I've already even bet on some of these games, which is crazy. You know I, what I mean? I'm officially one to know. I, I took Seattle <laughs> okay. this week. <laughs> I, I couldn't go against the 30,000 in a 10. I thought that was a big deal that if you're a player, no matter what level you play on, to, to have fan support means a lot. You know, people don't think about it that way. But if you go and play for a team and you have 3,000 people there, there's a big difference when you add a zero yeah. To that three, right? Of course. And all of a sudden, it becomes a football atmosphere, and you're taken back to your college days almost. Like, I remember this. You know, I'm trying to do something. I want to be pumped up and, and show off for these people. I'm looking forward to week three, too, Jose. I really am. And What matchup are you looking forward to more than anything? From what we've seen in these first two weeks, what would you say is the game? Like, game of the week. What, would you, what do you think would be the game of the week here? I think the game of the week is definitely Dallas and Seattle. That's... I mean, you, you know, you don't want to talk about playoff implications in week three, no. but really those are the two two of the stronger teams out in that and side. It's only of the, 10 weeks, which is nice. Yeah. 
can't, it's, it's, it's not too long and it's not too short. Ten weeks, one week of playoffs and a championship. Dallas, Done. Seattle's on the map. I'm interested, like I said, to see how St. Louis draws. That's a very underrated team there. Jonathan Hayes is a coach who's he, he's coached under some of the top guys in the NFL over the years, and he never got a shot on his own. So maybe this is his – hey, maybe this is his step into the league, or maybe he's going to make a name for himself in this league, right? They got a solid quarterback, too. Tamu or whatever. What, yes. What's his name? Tamu yeah. or something. Man, he got to get away from those interceptions. But other than that, he can sling the ball, man. He can definitely sling the ball. And then the night game. Cardell Jones versus Josh Johnson. I like that. Now, whether it plays out on the field or not, we'll see. But those are those are all things. And, and if you're a Houston fan, Jose, you got a shot at being three and zero. Tampa's struggled this year so far. Here we are breaking these games down. I'm right? sorry, you I was looking at I, I was looking at week four. That's why I kind of yeah. messed up yeah. on that on the on the quarterback from. I was looking at the quarterback from St. Louis. I'm sorry, um, but yeah, 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 no, definitely. That that, that and, it's, and it's the first what like kind of the night game that they're gonna have, right? They haven't had a game this late so far. They're gonna, normally three o'clock games, right? It's gonna be, yeah. It's seven Eastern, so yeah. Looking, that is gonna be the latest game that they've had so far. There that Sunday, go. that Sunday matchup next week. They should do that, though. I'm thinking. I mean, it would be nice to have a Sunday night game. Yeah. Why you not? Know what I mean, why not? What else are they watching? Nothing. Walking Dead. I mean, come <laughs> on. Is that what people? Power's are over, so nobody's watching yeah, Power it, anymore. Is that what people watch nowadays? I don't know. Oh man. man. Just go hang out with Tim at Deja Vu, man. Put it on the big screens. There you go. <laughs> I don't know what else. You know to say what? About we are game, we are off next week, so boom. There it is. It sounds like a remote to me. Party time. There we go. We will be <laughs> watching the game. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Throw the promotion out there now. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, man, it's a fun league. I like it. I'm glad it's around. I hope it sticks. Like I said, don't want to sound like a broken record, but. Biggest thing, like you said too, Tim, Vince McMahon is in the shadows. You don't see him out there. Mm-hmm. You don't see any of his wrestling people there. You don't see any of that. It's not a sideshow. It's not a circus. They've got down to business. That's all they're doing. They're breaking it down. And look at their logo, man. Look at their slogan, for the love of football. And that's what it is. Everything they're doing is all for the love of football. People are getting rocked, but you're getting legal hits. I mean, it's fun, man. I like it. They don't have the cheerleaders in the stand like they did the first time, giving lap dances and all that. <laughs> no ridiculous run to midfield to go get the ball to win the coin flip. So, yeah, man. So fun. don't get me wrong. I, I was at the first XFL game in here in Las Vegas against New the York. The Outlaws? At Sam Boyd. He it, hate it, me? It was sold out, man. Something that UNOV can't say, right? It was sold Jeez, out. I don't remember the last time UNOV had a sellout. You had the, you had the rock, you know, it. It was crazy, but but Vegas, and here's the thing for people to talk about Vegas being a sports town, right, and a major league sports town. Back in 2000, 2001, that was a big deal to get an XFL team. Football is the the ultimate sport, regardless of what city you live in, right? You have hardcores, you have casuals, you have football is football. If you have football, people want to go watch it. I got a question for you on that then. Yeah. What happened to the UFL? I went. I was a season ticket holder for the first two seasons after the second season flopped. But why couldn't they support that? But here's the thing. The UFL still drew more people than UNLV football, which is crazy. But if Vegas loves football so much, why couldn't they support the UFL? I don't think it was treated as a professional. They looked at it as a joke. Yeah. And there was some, some name. You know, you, you always talk about the names, right? The name they had named players, people you knew, but you I had guys that won Super Bowls with Tampa Bay that were playing in the UFL. 
You had Dante Culpepper, league MVP, yeah. I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, I took a picture with the guy. You had Denny Green. They were who, who we thought they were. Who's you know the quarterback here? J.P. Losman wasn't he the quarterback here? Uh, J.P. Losman. Yeah, yeah he's played for Buffalo. I mean, yeah, man. I, I honestly want to say that maybe in the budget, look, you have to you have to spend money to make money, right? You know that, that edge. I don't think they went out and advertised the league the way they should have. And I think again, it may not have been Las Vegas per se because could what were they averaging? Fifteen, twenty thousand, maybe. Nah, less than that. Way less than that. It was that? probably like anywhere from. I'm going to say anywhere from 8 to 10, maybe. Then they didn't make it because they couldn't make the money to make it. Not only that, I don't think their marketing was there. That's the thing. And it wasn't even Vegas. It was all over the whole league. It was the league in general. The league in general just didn't know how to market the players, the team, what they were offering fans. They just couldn't do it, and they didn't do it. You have to be willing to lose millions of dollars. That's just the bottom line. Is is the XFL going to make money this year? Hell no. Hell no. It's like any business. Right. Maybe in years three, four, five, they can start making some money. But, again, you had in the UFL, you and I could have bought a team, and, and if we had the money to put down for the franchise fee, we could have bought a team. Yeah, it wasn't that, that, that expensive. That was a problem, you know. So, Some of these guys had day jobs. I remember working at 24-Hour Fitness, not trying to give a plug, and I had a guy that was working out, huge guy. I'm like, who is this guy? So I want to go talk to him. He played for the locals team. <laughs> he played for the Cardinals practice squad never made it played for uf played in the ufl he went to arizona state he played in hawaii so the guy had football pedigree in him so there was people that were literally just working regular day jobs because they weren't getting paid in the ufl yeah so they just didn't do it he needed what was he a trainer yeah he, so was, he, a, he, he was a personal he, trainer so he had to make you yeah, know, it was 25 dollars an hour or whatever it was but it worked out for him because he got to basically work out he got to stay healthy he got to stay in shape when he was going to go play but yet he was making his money at the same time training all these people in the gym. But, yeah, that's another league that just flopped, man, like you said. You and I could have been an owner, and that's a problem. Yeah. When it's that cheap, there's yeah. a problem, definitely. So earlier this week I, I said that Seattle opened up more seats for uh, for their game today, and they ended up around 29-something. So reports out of St. Louis. Here we go, Jose. Reports out of St. Louis are that the team expects – 28,000 minimum for their opening game in the Edward Jones Dome what? this coming week. 28,000 would be enough to completely sell out the lower bowl. And they're undecided right now, depending on walk-up, and how much more they will open up. 28,000 in the lower bowl down there will make for a football atmosphere. And if you can do the camera levels right, where you don't even have to show the upper deck, you're going to have uh, a full Black lower it bowl. Out. Yeah. So only time will tell. If it becomes that popular... The upper deck holds another 40,000 seats. So, man, that that's what I'm talking about right here. And you're talking about, look, I, I don't want to jump the horse already and talk about expansion. 67,277. Yeah, I don't think it'll ever get that point. But <laughs> but still, 28,000 for, that that just shows you they, they want their football, man. And if they're expanding, and I don't know if it's year two, I haven't seen the, they've, they've been real mum on that, that they haven't given a timetable on expansion. They want to see how it goes, obviously. But, Say they expand by two teams next year or the next year. It'd probably be two years. You need to give a team a year to uh I like the eight, though. It. I like that right now. Don't I know. go too fast. Right. Don't don't kill it. But in two years' time, hey, let's put two more in there, right? Where are you going to put them? Do you put them in college football hotbeds or do you try to find bigger cities again? For me, and, and I think I went over the list last week of, of potential cities for expansion, what about a San Antonio? 
What about a, a football Third city? team in Texas? Yeah, what about a team like, um, what about Orlando, They've, which has had minor league football before or second-level league before? What about Kansas City, which all of a sudden is a football, not, not all of a sudden, but so much steam behind the Chiefs right now. What about Kansas City? What about? I got a question. What about Oakland? Exactly, right? You need, you need a tenant, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. What about San Diego? Uh, I would do Oakland first, though. I think Oakland has a better yeah, chance. You got the Bay Area. You got, yeah. And you still have a lot of Raider fans there. Oh, right. Lot. Fris- love you have football. Frisco fans that'll come across the Bay oh, to watch yeah. it. Should Look, the fun. sky's the limit. Vince just got to stay in there, you know. He's got to take his lumps. I think he'll be all right. I think he, I think he's doing it the right way this time. He'll be all right. Yeah, well, I mean, when you're a billionaire, what's a, what's a couple million, right? <laughs> he's, yeah, he's got a lot on the line on this one, man. Like you said, he gave up his stocks and everything, and it's going to be fun to watch, man. Let's take off to hour three when we come back. Ah, we'll just kind of roll around the world of sports. I, I do want to talk a little VGK. Yeah. Do we need to talk Rebels? Um, we could splash it. Splash a big win. Big win at the pit. Although I don't know if that's a big win anymore out there. But Hey, you know. the, only, the only time that they lost in the pit was against the number four team in the nation, I believe. San Diego State. Yeah. So. Yeah. We'll talk about the under 500 Rebels as well. Plenty going on in the World Sports Week in Hour 3. It's Heat Wave Sports. Be a part of the show. 876 876- 1340 or text Fox to 69187 and your message. This is Heat Wave Sports on Fox Sports 1340. Hour three, final hour, Sunday night, Heat Wave Sports. We are off next week because VGK has a rare back to back Saturday, Sunday. Kick you off. Yep, they're home Saturday and then LA Sunday night. So we'll be back in two weeks' time. And we were talking about the Rebels. We touched on the Rebels right before we went to the break. And DeMond hit them up right there. So, 8-6 and six in the Mountain West. I think, were they 13-14 and 14 overall? Something like that. Yeah, 13-14. and 14. So, so, they're sitting 6 in the conference. And, and now it becomes a seeding issue heading to the Mountain West tournament as March Madness. Literally, to use the phrase, Jose, around the corner, mm-hmm. right? The, and and uh, DeMond had said this is a, a big week for them. This is a bad week for them, in my opinion. <laughs> Bad week. I said it was a big week. I didn't say if it was going to be good or bad. I'm just okay. saying, you know. Okay. Well, I'm changing big to bad. It is a bad week. I think you get 0-2. And, and at that point, the wheels fall off. Boise comes in next week. I think you get a loss. Or the week after, I think you get a loss there. So they're going to be on a three-game losing streak, in my opinion, coming into a matchup on the road at San Jose. And anything can happen then. And, and here's why. Look, Colorado State, they got the win, right? Colorado State beat them on their, on their home floor, obviously. And... If UNOV is going to – here's the thing. They're looking – in my opinion, and I, and I hate to, to say what other people think because I'm not in their heads, I think they're kind of looking at San Diego State, though, right? San Why Diego would State? they be? Because <laughs> like, they want to be that team to give them that one loss, right? But, you're, un, you're undefeated. You almost had them on your home court, man. Yeah, I just don't see it. Like, you shouldn't be looking at that game at you all. Be looking I, at, I understand what you're saying, but yeah. you, you shouldn't be looking at that game if you're in OV. You should be looking at the game that's in front of you. I agree. I, I'm like, just, I, I've seen this happen so many times, and maybe I want to be wrong, Jose. I really do. And 
we, we I don't know if you work or not, but I'm, I'm probably going to be at that game for Colorado State on Tuesday. It's Tuesday, right? Yeah, Tuesday night. Yep, this Tuesday. Yeah. I think I think they just look. This team is so inconsistent, and when I say inconsistency, I'm not talking about the newer. Talk about and guys Colorado like they spanked them too. They did, and you would think <laughs> that would be some type of a motivation there, but you have San Diego State's literally uh, three days after that. You know, I want to say that motivationally. Guys like Amari Hardy pissed me off so bad in that <laughs> this was his year to be the man, right? Came out hot, and I don't know what's happened. I really don't know what's happened. Is he putting too much pressure on himself? Is he Has he just said, screw it? I mean, I don't know. I'm not in the kid's head. I can't explain it other than this was supposed to be the coming out party for him, and I, I just don't think he's fulfilled. And maybe it wasn't even his own prophecy. It was given to him. Yeah. But he definitely hasn't fulfilled that. It's tough, man. We don't even know if it's coaching. We don't right. know if it's something mental that he's going through. Maybe he doesn't like the way that he's being coached, the way he's being used. I mean, Marvin Coleman's getting a lot more playing time now. Marvin you know Coleman, I mean? a walk-on. Yeah, a walk-on. Yeah. That had first, what, triple-double in I don't know how many years or whatever it was. But it's. I think, I think it's just a lot for Hardy. Like you said, a lot was put on his shoulders. It's not like he came in as this overall super-duper recruit or anything like that. You know what I mean? And he hasn't lived up to any of the hype, basically, that they've put on him. Right. You know, I, I can't, like you say, I can't blame the kid. I don't know what's in his head. I don't know what he's thinking or what he may be going through, you know. But there's other guys that need to step up aside from him as well, though. You got to be honest. You got Tillman now is hurt. He, I think he's probably done for the year. He probably, I think that was it, right, because he was a, a senior. He won't be back next year, right? Am, am I wrong on that? I want, I want to say he was a junior, but... Because he transferred here from yeah, Utah, he right? Be, yeah, yeah uh, maybe you're right, because he didn't have to sit. Yeah. Right. And then you and I were having this conversation the other day through text. Who does he bring back? Who, who yeah. is he Tillman is just a junior, so Tillman will be able okay. to come. He'll, he'll be coming back. But does, he come, but does he come back? That's the thing. You know, does he But come now back? here's the thing, though. Does TJ want him back? Because remember, he was already right. transferring here before right. TJ, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, right? So it's like, does he want him back? And like, like I asked you, too, <laughs> what guys is he going to keep from this team? You said Jong. Hamilton, Dembele, Coleman, Hardy, Antonio Tillman. Plus, you're going to get Jenkins, which he was already transferred. Right. Jenkins is the big, the big key there, and I don't know if Hardy comes back either. Right? I mean, if I he wanna... continues to play the way he's playing, there's no way he has to. Right? Like, I mean, you have to step your game up, bro. At this point, if you don't, you're gone. I think because TJ's not going to want that. He's not going to want to keep players that he inherited that are not living up to what he needs. Correct. He's got to save his job, too. He didn't come here to just have another mediocre career. You know what I mean? He came here to hopefully change it up. Right. He's going to want his guys. Yeah, and definitely. You you look at Tillman. So so Tillman being out hurts on many levels. Depth, number one. So, uh, just having that big guy down there. And he's Tony, been very inconsistent this year. Though. Yeah, he has. The whole team has, though, right? Antonio... He ran his mouth after that game we went to he right against Kansas his, State, oh my God. and and really other than a few games where he's had flashes of um, some some big big shots. Look, the secret here. Here's the thing: when the when the uh, the secret quote unquote secret is you can hit threes, they don't just let you shoot them for no reason, right? Generally, there's some type of a game plan. Oh, when when uh, Antonio's in there, make sure you guys are covering him. He can shoot, and that's all he is—a one trick pony. That's all he does, right? Yeah. He was brought in by TJ. Maybe he gets a shot next year. I don't. You know, it depends a lot on what his recruiting class looks like. I, I don't have it in front of me, but I know he he had a good one, right? So we'll see who's coming in. 
my, my thing is the rest of the stretch down, what are you playing for? Do you really think that you're going to win the Mountain West? Because that's not happening. No. So you're playing for pride, right? You're playing to, to build the, the organization. You're trying to – or the fran- what the school. I think you're playing for 500 at least. Like you want to have at least either a winning record or a, or a 500 record. You don't want to come in here and have a losing record right off the bat. Yeah, and you're playing for prestige and you're trying to get people back into Thomas and Mack. There's a lot you're playing for, and TJ's playing for, like you said, future. Obviously, he's getting a, at least, you know, you don't want to, you don't pull the gun, so. He's getting paid, right? Oh, a lot more than getting, Marvin. He's getting paid. Yeah. He's going to get at least, worst case scenario, he'll get three more years, right? I don't know what the initial contract that was. I think it was five, but. Desiree's going to stick with this guy. This is her first hired. There's no way she's not going to stick what with What if Desiree guy? leaves, though? Ooh. It becomes open season, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, I, and, I and, never thought about that. And That's say true. you're next three years, you don't make top four in the Mountain West. Got to go. But is she <laughs> going to be gone before that? That's what you're saying. She's going to be gone before that. The rumors I hear is that there's feelers out there. So really, yeah. I got you. Okay, that's interesting. And I'm not, I'm not sold on her job either. I don't think she's. I don't. Here's the thing: when when we talk about universities, look, the bottom line is that you want these kids to go to school and get an education, correct? correct? That's the that's the politically correct thing to say. The ass thing to say is that these kids make the university money to have your academic programs, right? If it's not for the athletics, it's tough. So I don't know if she has full say, even though she's the AD, on what goes on there. You can say she does. If that's the case and you're throwing money at Marcus Arroyo and you're throwing money at T.J. Otzelberger... What's a couple extra hundred thousand dollars here and there to get another guy in there with a name? And and I know people can go back and forth on this. Is just because you have a name doesn't guarantee success. Correct. I Correct. agree with that. But just but if you have a name means you had success somewhere. Correct. At some point. And yeah, you want to give the young guns a shot, right? T.J. Atzelberger isn't necessarily a young gun. Marcus Arroyo, yes. And you already seen what he's done recruiting wise as far as what the 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 rankings say. You know, he, he had top-tier class for the Mountain West in his first year. Obviously, he has connections. People like him. Kids like him. So let's see what he does. You have to give him an opportunity because of the hire. I'm just saying, why Why does it have to be that way? Why can't you go out and spend money on a name? That, that's the point. And I don't know if that's her philosophy or that's coming up from above. Or do they even have the money to spend that way? I think they do. You think they can spend big, big bucks? I'm talking about like... Millions? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm talking about like, you know, Ed Orgeron, you know, these type of name, like guys that are getting paid now. Like, you think UNLV really has those type of pockets? I mean, I get it. You got boosters. You got people that, you know, help the, 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 the university out, whatever it may be. But that's, I don't think they have that type of money. Now, I like the Marcus Arroyo hire. Granted, he hasn't done anything yet. Hasn't, you know, hasn't, hasn't coached a game yet with us. I get that. But I like the hire. He's, he's a somewhat of a name from a good university, obviously. You know what I mean? Oregon. Um, I had Jalen Graves, one of the football players, on my podcast that I did recently. And he's excited. You know what I mean? That He said that a lot of the players are excited. Um, strength and conditioning coaches that he's brought in. The overall coaching staff that he's brought in. It's a different atmosphere, a different vibe. They take nothing away from Tony Sanchez, but they're excited at the new possibilities and what Coach Arroyo is bringing in. So, I mean, I, I just think overall I am excited to see what he's going to put out. What's going to be on the field when it, when the season comes. But until then, we don't know what Marcus Arroyo is yet. You know, we don't know if the money spent on him is going to be worth what they did. So right. it's yet to be seen. You know what the sad thing is? Here's the sad thing. <clears throat> Marcus Arroyo could come in here, 
Win 10 games next year. Make a bowl. <laughs> wow. Win the Mountain West. Does it again in year two. He gone. I knew you were going to say that. See you. I'm out. Dip. Oregon opens up a job. He gone. Pack t- Pac-12 team opens up a job. See ya. I don't think he'll go back to Oregon, but yes, a, a name job opens right. up. I think. I, why not? And then it becomes, well, can you afford to, to make him stay? This is a stepping stone job, and I'm sorry. That's just the way the football program is. You ho- you want to hope that you get a Chris Peterson who sticks around Boise State for yes. years, but even at the end of the day, he left. Yeah, right? Exactly. Scott Frost rebuilds his or rebuilds his uses uh, Central Florida as a stepping stone to get back to Nebraska. Yeah. That that's that's what it becomes, and you want to hope that whoever's underneath these guys could be that next guy to step up, like Boise did. Yeah. The fact that Boise State has had a very good football program for the last 25 years is it's unheard of. There's no reason that should be that way. And even Who, after Peterson, they've still been solid. Yeah. They haven't been the Boise of Boise that we've known, but right. they've still been a winning team, winning a program. What college kid in their right mind wants to live in Boise, Idaho for four <laughs> years? I'm, 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 you know, and I'm being honest. That's great recruiting. That is. That's great recruiting. You have to sell to live there. That's You don't have to sell to live here. Exactly. But the basketball situation is different because the bottom line is, at the end of the day, UNLV will never win, never win a BCS title, right? Is that what they call it now, BCS? I don't know what they call it. You're talking it. about uh, football? Right. No, college football. College football, college football yeah, playoff, college right? College football playoff. They will never win that. It will never happen. Yeah. I'll book it for you. All right. Basketball is a completely different story. They can win the title there. They Anybody can win, can win yep. that, really. Much you, you look at look at the teams. Look. Any college that can make yes. the tournament has an opportunity. Yes. It's not like college football where, sorry, UCF, you went undefeated, <laughs> but you weren't good enough to play right. anybody else. We're going to screw yeah, you. Yeah. And this year, Look at the surprise teams in college basketball this year. San Diego State undefeated, right? Dayton. Dayton's unbelievable. Gonzaga. You could have three... If if it's not if there if the work isn't in which the work will be in because they will never allow this to happen, if those teams finish off the season the way they played, potentially number one seeds in Dayton, San Diego State, and Gonzaga based on record, it's not going to happen. Trust me, they're going to put the blue bloods in there somewhere. But I'm just saying, could those teams get to the Final Four? Absolutely, right. And that's where what bothers me about the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, the true Nevada college, right. Yeah, but Reno mops it with you every time they play you in every sport, <laughs> with the exception of football. They're bragging about oh, they got swept man. by Reno in basketball, and I see some idiot on Twitter say, well, the cannon's in the lobby. Oh, that's great. After you lost a, a home yeah. game, let's go look at the cannon. Big deal. Basketball is the true sport, right? And you Vegas just got swept. Basketball. Vegas is basketball. You want to rebuild the basketball program? you got to bring a name in. Why is Nevada Reno bringing in Eric Musselman? Taking him to the NCAA tournament two years out of the three he was there. Yeah, he went to Arkansas. I get it. Big deal. He was never going to stay here. But he but he came here and rebuilt what was there. Look at the – who's the coach now? Steve Alford. Why is he not coaching basketball here in Las Vegas? I liked that. Right? I wanted him here after they got rid of Marvin Menzies. I thought he was going to come here. I had people telling me it would be great if he would be here. Never happened. What? Because there's a past? Because when he was in New Mexico, there was a past? I heard on, on Cofield and Company, on a sister station, they played an interview of him saying, oh, well, you know, it was never really a thought of going to the That's, Demon- <laughs> that's BS, man. That is complete crap. That is complete crap. He would have came, if it, if it was offered to him, he he'd be the it. coach right now. 
And you know what? We'd be in a different. I truly believe we'd be in a different situation right now. I I agree with you. I like I I I don't know how much more I can say that. I would I really would have liked having him here. I think he would have yeah. been a great fit. Great fit. I think would have been a great fit here. He was a great college basketball player. He was a, a bench player in the pros. He he played under one of the greatest. Whether you like him or not, Bobby Knight is one of the greatest coaches ever. He's he, the Reggie Miller story guy, yes, right? Yes. He's the Reggie He's Miller the Reggie story. Miller That's story. right. <laughs> he cut his teeth at Northern Iowa. He cut his teeth at oh Iowa. He went to New Mexico and won. He went to UCLA. And, and, and look, that that's not an easy place to, to uh, have a career as UCLA tough, because of man. the legacy. Yeah. We would be in a completely different situation right now, and we didn't even go after the guy. And I don't know. I'm not looking up salaries, so I don't even know what he makes at Reno. It can't be more than what Otzelberger's making, much more. Or even it might be even less. I don't know if we overpaid for TJ. I really don't. But the fact that we don't have a guy like that here, that bothers me a lot. I agree. And what you, is he going to stay at Reno? Hell no. Who's going to stay stone. in Reno, Stepping man? Stone. I agree with everybody. I think Reno's what they say it is, the armpit of Nevada, right? The armpit of Nevada. <laughs> he's not going to stay there. No. But he's going to build his, his resume back build up. His he's going to re- re- resurrect himself, and he's going to go somewhere else. He would have a better chance of staying here long term if he would have come to UNLV. I agree 100%. A hundred percent. So those are the things that pisses me off about. He could have made a legacy here. Yeah. That's this. I mean, as crazy as it sounds, people. Yes, I know UNLV basketball is bad, but it's that type of program. If you get that type of name and that type of guy, a legacy can be created here. Yes. UNLV is a basket. I mean, sorry, Las Vegas is a basketball town before it was hockey. Let's get that straight. UNLV was the love that everybody had here in Las Vegas. It was the only game in town. That's all it was. It was the professional franchise. Exactly. Yeah. It, exa- it was the, the only professional franchise, if you want to look at it that way, before they had anything out here. Yeah. So where did all that go? I understand some people say, oh, well, I am a diehard fan. You can't tell me I'm not because I'm not at the game. You know, that real diehard fans, you know, we, 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 we hurt and this and that and yada, yada. Okay, but how do you expect? Think about it. If you're a college kid and you're out there playing and nobody goes to the stadium, and nobody's filling those seats. Does that really motivate you to go out and want to play your hardest? Does that if your coach is yelling or screaming at you on the sideline, are you really going to care? You can't even fill up the student section. I don't know. How we, this is like a broken record. We talk about this all the time. Yep. It's insane, man. Just support. That's it. They support when they're on a four-game winning streak. That's all they care about. And then when they go or on a three, big name is here, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, big name's here, right? It's insane, man. I'm, tr- I'm trying to find the the salary and. Um, I really want to say that it's not. There's not a big difference here, and it's TJ salary. It's TJ versus Alford, and it's going to piss me off too. I know it. I can feel it. I just, I just know that. I, I hope I'm wrong on this, and that Alford's getting paid big cash to be there, which then strikes me as, isn't that the state university? How do they have the money to pay him that? But we don't. So TJ, so you're just getting me started tonight, brother. <laughs> so TJ agreed to a five-year contract. Uh, he's the Mountain West's highest paid coach with a $1.3 million. I give up. How do you, I didn't even know that. Now that we're over here going through this, how, how is he the Mountain West highest paid coach? I don't get that. Steve I mean, so, so you made this guy your highest paid coach. <laughs> Let me get this straight. Right. You made this guy your highest paid coach, but now, now I'm going to go back to what you said. But you guys couldn't spend more money to bring in a, a better name. But you gave this guy all this money to be the highest paid coach in the. What has this guy done to be the highest paid coach in the Mountain West? Now, 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 now I'm upset. I didn't know that. That's that's, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, he was a 
a pretty good coach in Montana, right, or wherever. He... Uh, no, you're thinking of. Uh, was that uh, Bobby Hawk? Bobby Hawk. Yeah, where yeah. was it? North Dakota? Was it South yeah. Dakota? Something like that. No, he was at Montana. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, Otto Berger was at what South Dakota State. Yeah. Oh my God, 1.3 million. Oh oh, got ambulance outside. I think they heard me. That's why. <laughs> Steve Alford signed a 10-year deal with Nevada with a year? starting salary of 300000 per year. The contract will earn him more than $11.5 million if he successfully completes all 10 years of the deal. Oh, so it's got incentives and all that. Yeah, that, that's a bargain. What, what did he get paid at UCLA? He, oh, he must sure. have, yeah, he he got, must paid, have yeah. got paid if he took this type of contract. He got paid, yeah. I mean, it's UCLA. It's not a joke. That That... And you can say all the bad blood you want with when he was with New Mexico and the things he said. Look, when you coach, you find ways to be the guy, you know. You find ways to create rivalries. So somebody just said on Quan said on Facebook, if you guys don't stop overrating Steve Alford. <laughs> overrating compared to what, though? Exactly. Who are, we, who are we trying to compare him to? That's He's better than Marvin Menzies, right? I agree. He's going to be better than TJ Otzelberger. Probably. Right? I mean, we're not comparing him to Tarkanian, obviously, but, I mean, what are you trying to compare to? We Look at the salaries. That's a perfect example right now. TJ versus Steve Alford, look at the salaries. One's done. One's won 20 games consistently as a, as a basketball coach over a long period of time, whereas one is, I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what he does. His buyout at UCLA was $3.6 million, so. Oh, so he got paid, yeah. Of course, he can take that 300k a year, right? He, Easily, he, he's got three six sitting in the bank. And not only that, he's got a team with a winning record, as where we don't. You know <laughs> yes. what I mean? Like he's sixteen and ten, yeah. and we're thirteen and fourteen. He's sixteen and ten. And he lost three of his best players, two of which are in the NBA right now, right? And they're fourth in the Mountain West. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, oh my God, one point three million highest pay, highest paid coach in the Mountain West. That is ridiculous. Hey, we'll see, right? We'll see where we're sitting in three years. I mean, okay, prove me wrong. Yeah, exactly. Now prove me exactly. wrong. Earn that money. Earn that money. That's all it is, man. Show me that contract was worth it. All right, DeMond, when we come back, <laughs> we have a little lighter lighter conversation. Okay. Some good things coming to, to the city of Las Vegas. It's, and no, I'm not talking about the Raiders and the draft. Yeah, that's coming. What are we, like 60 days away? That's crazy to believe. Actually, I'm you excited. know, we'll touch on that real quick. But there's a new hockey team coming to Vegas, man. Oh, yeah. A lot hockey, of hockey fans. Hockey. Talk about that as well as we wrap up a super Sunday night on Heatwave Sports. Tim Unglesby, Jose V, Damon Cotton, back after this. Now back to Heatwave Sports with Tim Unglesby and Tom Barton. So we're looking at about two months away from NFL Draft 2020. And unless you've been living under a rock, we all know it's going to be in Las Vegas. Jose, I know you've seen the... Actually, we and you haven't talked about this. And you've seen all the... The ideas? Yeah, what's really going to happen. And they're going to narrow it down. But again, it's Vegas being Vegas. You're going to do it up Vegas style. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the biggest, the best, the, you know, whatever you want to call it. But... It's just another event to bring to the city. I mean, you know, like, it's no joke. The city's 
it's not about being a professional sports town to me. It's it's about the the onus of what Las Vegas really is, and it's a events. It's the event capital of the world, right? It's always yeah. been that. Now you're adding the, the professional sports aspect into it, and, and we've become. I mean, we're mini LA, right? Isn't yeah. that where we are? Like ju- sports LA and Junior, right? Capital of the world. Yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts? On, I mean, like Tommy Barton's coming out. Uh, Chris Wynn. I know we're already we're trying to set really? up. Really, Tommy's t- coming out. Tommy's coming okay. out. We're trying to set up some type of uh, a meetup, and we, you know, obviously, once they just once we know how it's laid out, we'll, we'll be able to pick a destination. But I've talked to Feldman about it. We, you know, we're all trying to meet up and, and uh, at least hang out for one day. Got it. It's, it's going to be, be crazy, man. They're Got saying. It. I want to say we're close to 500,000 people are coming. Is it? Do you believe that number? That's insane. I can see it happening, though. Because think about it. People that are already planning to be here in general that are traveling, they're going to want to attend it. Why not? Yeah. Make a whole make a whole trip out of it at that point. I can see it happening. I could definitely. I mean, we can get crazy number of people here for New Year's and other events. Why not? Why not? I can definitely see it happening. And like you said, it's Vegas going over the top. You're talking about a four-day weekend. The draft starts Thursday night, prime time. They do round one. Mm-hmm. And then you get, what, rounds two and three, I think? Correct. Saturday is the, I believe it's Saturday is the rest of it, isn't it? It doesn't extend through Correct. Sunday anymore. So. Yeah, it finishes on Saturday, so three days. But you're already here. Yeah. So you're going to. Four-day weekend, like yeah. you said. And Vegas normally starts on Thursdays when it comes to the weekends. Sure. At least I feel that way out here. And, and you're going to, you know, we're going to see Joe Burrow get get picked as, as the number one. Uh... Cincinnati. <laughs> Cincinnati. Where does Andy Dalton go from here? Like, I mean, you know, because I, I, I back I, up I, somewhere. Right? I, I read an article that he's already they've already given him and his agent permission to seek a trade. Oh, that was very nice of them, right? <laughs> like, you know, the guy's gone. But if you're AJ Green, though, I know we're getting away from the topic real quick. But if you're AJ Green, do you stay or do you try to get out? I, I assume you go. Right. You know, I, I would. I would think. Look, not everybody's going to be Patrick Mahomes as a rookie quarterback. And, and, you know, I like Burroughs. I do. I like him a lot. I, I want to see him succeed. But there's not much that we've seen on him, though. <clears throat> right. And you saw Kyler Murray struggle this year, but he did look good in, in stretches. I think that's probably what you safe bet is to expect the same thing out of Burroughs. The problem is that he's not working with a lot, you know. Kansas City, he came into something there. Better coach. Sure, and and better talent around him. Arizona was was bad. Murray struggled. Cincinnati's bad. Burroughs is probably going to struggle. I think AJ Green's looking. You know, he's been banged up. I think he's looking for a big contract, and, and somebody, you know, a name team will give him money because oh, he's yeah. so talented. But so yeah, I, I think he's gone. He's free agent anyway, so I think he's gone. I you know I I look at. Here's a funny thing. You you follow you you're a soccer guy, right? So you know how, the leagues. If you finish in the bottom, you relegate it down to a lower league, and, and uh, the, the secondary league, the champion goes mm-hmm. up or whatever. <laughs> Somebody had this on Twitter. I thought it was great. What if the NFL and the XFL agreed that? <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah, go for it. So, like, it. say, say for instance, Houston wins the title, right? That they get promoted to the NFL as a, as a team, and the Bengals get dropped into the XFL. Like, that's hilarious stuff. I could. Uh, so basically, the XFL <laughs> champ. And then the the team with the worst record in the NFL would dip out that year, and the XFL champ would go up. They would have to play each other, is what it said. So the Bengals oh would have to play God. the Roughnecks, and the winner gets to be Jeez. in the NFL. So if Cincinnati can't even beat the XFL Roughnecks, that would be they bad. deserve to be in the XFL. <laughs> that would be interesting. That would be fun. Never happened, but it's no, it's yeah. it's fun to think. It's a good about. joke, yeah. 
So check this out. On February the 6th, I know we're, we're a little bit out, but Bill Foley announced that the Golden Knights purchased an AHL franchise, which right now is in San Antonio, the Rampage. Been there for a long time, too, and, and it's uh, kind of a successful franchise. And they're going to relocate that team to Henderson. So we will have minor league hockey again in Las Vegas. The Wranglers have been gone. What are we running on? Five years, six years now? Four five, or five six, yeah, yeah, something like that. They played at the Orleans. And the new team for the first two seasons will play at the Orleans. How about that? Until, as they're building a facility over there in the city of Henderson. So we're going to get minor league hockey again here, Jose. And I, I know you like the setup of it. It was like Christmas morning for me, man. I saw that. <laughs> like there were rumblings about it. But when you get the official word on Twitter, because Twitter is the law, when you get no. the official words, we got it. Automatic repost, automatic retweet with a hashtag, you know, and I, I had the, the fist pump going. I'm you could have took the picture, you would have put it up there. Right. <laughs> I'm going to be at the Orleans next year watching AHL hockey. And I don't know, you know, we were, we were joking about the credential aspect of it. I put down deposit money for two seats. Okay. So I might just go as, as a, a fan. fan. Yeah. And enjoy them as a fan. Correct. And be professional. And the cover Golden the Knights as a, from the... See that? Because then when you go cover the Knights, if they call up somebody from the AHL team, <clears throat> boom. Which I covered the Wranglers for better part of five seasons. There's no real media section there. It was kind of <laughs> like there's one row. They just put you somewhere and yeah, have fun. You guys kind of sit together. You sit right next to the broadcast team. So... It's going to be interesting how they if they revamp this arena a certain way. I, and I don't even know what kind of media. I'm assuming that there will be media coverage Definitely, because yeah, it's, it's Vegas, be, yeah. right? And I told you so. I I did the uh, the deposit that night. They went out. They went on deposit sale. I don't remember what day it was, but I did it that night. And that's for the new arena. That's for or for the, season for, tickets for next year. Okay, yeah. It, so it, starting it. this year, but I think there's like. So when they do the seat seat grab. Vegas Golden Knights season ticket holders get first shot. Then the guys that put in the deposits like me get the second opportunity. But when they go to the new arena, I think it'll be the same way. Okay. If you're an existing season ticket holder, you get first shot at it. Uh, but <clears throat> I, so like two days there, I was just curious. I wonder how many season ticket deposits they got because we all know when when the when the Golden Knights went on season to season ticket deposits, it was like unbelievable. Overnight, right? it was crazy. So I I, I found an article that said that over 4,000 season ticket deposits wow. for the new team have already been placed. That place only holds about seven. Yeah, six, that's six unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. That's, that's more than half already. That's insane. It can't be expensive, though. That's the thing we're talking about, right. too. If the prices are ridiculous, it's going to hurt. Now, if you end up posting something where the prices are decent, you're going to get a lot of hockey fans that right now can't even afford to go to a Golden Knights game. And that's not a stab to anyone or talking bad. Just some people can't afford to spend two, $300 on a ticket. No. And like you and I said, family. Some people have a family. I have four kids. I have a wife. You know what I mean? I go to a Golden Knights game. I'm spending close to $1,000 easily. You're not going to a Golden Knights game. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's the thing. I hope it's not too expensive. I hope they make it family-friendly, affordable, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Let the people that can't make it out to T-Mobile come out here. That's the problem with professional sports franchises in big big market cities. And not that Vegas is a big market per se, but the, the perception is that Vegas is big market. You just said it. I don't want to cut you off. No, go ahead. It's over 6,000 now. 
over 6,000 so, so, people have so already So it's already bought, almost yeah, sold out. Pretty much. That's Thanks. unbelievable. Somebody just uh, let us yeah, know on Facebook. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Thank you. But think about So here's the problem. You just talked about, well, we need uh, cheaper tickets. You need to have the family because, you know, for instance, here's a perfect example. Right now our farm team is Chicago. When Vegas was eliminated from the, the Stanley Cup playoffs last year after that <laughs> injustice that the, the, the happened in San, with San Jose, right? Yeah. Fans started really getting behind the Wolves who were in the playoffs <laughs> at the time. They were really getting behind them. And you know some of the names that they go up. They made the final, the, right? Yeah. You know the, the names of the teams that go up, <laughs> up and down, the, some of the guys that go up and down. We were joking that Nicholas Waugh, I mean, every day it's like up, down, up, down. You get an email from VGK every yeah. day. Hey, this guy got transferred or, or, or assigned again. It's ridiculous. So you know the, some of the names of the players. Now they're going to be here locally. They literally just have to drive up the street, right? Or if they're, I, I guess their home base is going to be in Henderson. But literally, it's, it's a 20-minute drive. Yeah, more yeah. convenient. So is, it, is there going to be an opportunity for families to go now? If you're saying 6,000 in a 7,000-seat arena, if you're pushing it 7,500... You can't open seats up in that. You've been in the Orleans Arena. You can, there's nowhere to open seats up. You're talking about, really, it's a horseshoe. Mm-hmm. That's right. So if you already got six thousand, and these are hardcores buying these seats. These are, these are Vegas Gold Night season ticket holders, and then maybe assorted people that like just us, like that, hockey, yeah, or just like sports in general. So is, if you're already saying that it's almost damn near sold out, what, what's going to happen here? There isn't going to be. There's not going to be seats. It's Unless you're selling stuff. them on uh, StubHub or something, right? And then that's that's going to pull up another conversation because remember there was issues with that <laughs> exactly, with EGK. Exactly. So it's yeah, man. We, you know, you're creating like it, it's so big right now. It's its own beast. It's crazy, man. And kind of going back to your point, I know you were trying to touch on this. The team was hot. The AHL team was hot. Mm-hmm. What happens if that was last year and they were here? Definitely, oh. these Golden Knights fans would have been right over there. All the home games, the easily, not, no, no doubt. I want to say too, if if the Golden Knights own both franchises, right? If the Knights are out, what's to stop them from moving a playoff game into the T-Mobile? They own the oh, arena too. They own their own arenas, right? I mean, they're not going to be in the Orleans after two years. So they own T-Mobile, or is it MGM? There, trust me. There's 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 they things got, in place they got that partnership right or that something. They're they're not going to turn away a game like that if there's no events or anything scheduled i can definitely see something like that happening right why not because even the new arena in henderson's only going to hold six thousand, right isn't that what they said and here's the thing i guarantee you if that happens they will sell out the arena all the vegas golden knights fans are going to go to that game right well don't you think so they they come on let's be let's be real even though it's going to be an ahl team these vegas golden knights fans remember there's a lot of vegas golden knights fans not just hockey fans out here that love this team to death. Yeah. You don't think they could sell out that arena if they did put an AHL championship game in there? I mean, I think it's possible. Right? You're getting double digits in there, no doubt. Easily. Yeah. Over 10. Yeah. For sure. But yeah, we're going to get double hockey next year, man. I'm excited. I so, think it's good. So what happens on nights when they play the same night? I think they're still <laughs> going to get full. I, I think yeah. they'll still get a sellout. Because there's still a lot of people that are at home. So what about season ticket holders that have seats to both... What do they do? They sell them, right? That's, here, here, we then, go, then, right? here we go again. Right, it, right. it gets back to that conversation. Like, how are you going to distribute these tickets? How are you going to be able to move them around if you have to? Are there going to be restrictions? Because remember, Golden Knights, they made um, season ticket holders sign the vow, the, the Knights vow or whatever they called it, 
saying they wouldn't sell their tickets or they, you know, all of that on secondary markets and things of that nature. So how's that going to happen? How's that going to work? What are they going to do at that point? Like, how? If all these season ticket holders for the Knights are getting the first dibs and they're going to have probably almost all of it sold by them, more than more than likely, where are all these tickets going to go? It's going to be interesting. It's going to bring up a huge topic of conversation mm-hmm. once the team is here. And there's literally no... Like, it's happening in eight months. There'll be a team playing in eight months in October. There's no year break here. They're mo- the San Antonio's finishing up its season, and they're they're moving and they're gone. Done. That's it. But it it goes into whatever you're seeing these teams do now. So they'll be playing in a, in a division with San Jose, which is San Jose, right? Bakersfield, which is Edmonton. San Diego, which is the Ducks. Okay. Uh Ontario, which is the Kings. And you're familiar with all these cities in Southern California, Northern California, you know. That's what it's become is where these teams are coming to are close proximity. And and it's you know, it was it's a natural progression of things. I think it's good. I think it's good. And uh you know, you're gonna have built in rivalries and look when the ECHL was here. Did you ever go to any of the Wrangler games? I went to two Wrangler games since I when I was since I've been in Vegas. So it was what it was. It was double A hockey. If you're looking at it from a baseball, it was fun atmosphere though. Yeah, it was, good. It was it a was great good. atmosphere. Double A hockey. Now we're going to triple A hockey. But Bakersfield was in the league. Uh, Ontario was in the league. You know, San Diego was in the league at one point. Really, those are built in kind of rivalries that people Keep remember. Close by the West yeah, Coast, exactly. definitely. So check this out. We talked about 60 days away for the NFL draft, and I know you're going to love this. We're 90 days away from the WNBA season opener. Oh, yeah. That's going to be exciting. Ace is making some moves, baby. Dallas against Las Vegas at the Mandalay Bay Event Center, May 17th, 3 p.m. It's a Sunday afternoon. We'll be kicking it out there for the, for the season opener. And... uh I hope to have Coach Lane Beer on here in, in yeah, I'll probably wait about a month, but we'll get him in right before training camp starts. Jiggy. Jiggy. Jiggy Maxwell setting it up. They went out. Look, they were loaded to begin with. And remember we talked two years ago, and you said, how does this team look? I said, they got young talent, right? Asia Wilson, Kelsey Plum, young talent, veteran in McBride. Last year. Young talent gets a little better, right? They get used to the system that Lane Beer runs. Oh, let's bring in Liz Cambage. Perennial, if you, I mean, you really want to get down to it, she debatably is a top player in the WNBA. You could say that and have a good case. Yeah. So what do you do in the free agent season? This is the, big, this is the first big free agent frenzy because of the... The, the uh, new money, the salary cap, right. the CBA or whatever, yeah. Oh, let's bring in Angel McCautry, who <laughs> tore us up. I don't know if you remember two years ago, she lit, our, lit us up. Many, many times when Atlanta. Yeah, Five-time five All-Star. I, I posted on Twitter that day. I said, that is a championship signing. And it's not because of her talent. It's If he can make this chemistry work, they're, they're going to be tough to beat, man. And I don't know if you paid attention to all the signings, but there's like a lot of good players changing teams. This is going to be a very interesting season. I mean, we'll do our preview show. Yeah, you got a lot of players moving beginning of May, but yeah, the league. you got names moving. You're making in. more parity, I think, in the league right. overall. Look, Christy Tolliver, a big part of why Washington won the title last year, is back in L.A. Gone. Yep, she went back. That's a big. That's a big move. 
I like I like the guard that we got though, Daniel Robinson. Oh, out of Minnesota, yeah, three time All Star. I mean, look, he, they're not signing garbage. Just put pressure on your girl. <clears throat> Think about it. We talk. I I you know me. I I, I ride her back all year. Yeah, I'm always on. You're her. always on her. You know what yep. I mean? And and you're always defending her. But and, and I, I get that. But honestly, does this put more pressure on Kelsey? I'll, yeah, absolutely. It has and, to, be, right? And you know what? Is if that he, why Bill did it? Is yes. that why he brought her? Absolutely. Right? Now, do you think he did it because he sees this? He sees Robinson's being more as <clears throat> playing time starter, or do you think this is just gonna? He's gonna hope that this pulls out the best from Kelsey Plum and gets what he really wants from her. Because I don't think he's gotten what he wants from her yet. But we saw that end of the season last year in the playoffs, right? We saw a different Kelsey Plum. Maybe finally accepting. But was it too late, though, man? That's all I'm saying. Is it too late, though? Who knows? We got to see. But they're bringing in guards. I mean, you're bringing in people that could take your job at this point. You're bringing in all-stars. <laughs> it's not like they're just bringing in someone that was hot last year and is a young talent. No, they're bringing in all-stars. She, you know, Daniel Robinson's a veteran. Eight-year, seven-year vet, eight-year vet. She don't have the scoring prowess that Kelsey Plum can do, but she's veteran. And she has the the battle wounds, and um, she's a pass first point guard. You know, she she averaged what's lifetime. She's averaging close to six assists a game, two steals a game. She gets you double digits in points, and she's proven that she can play in this league. And I think that's look. If you're Lane Barrett, it's a win win, because if Plum can't handle the pressure, you got her. There. You know, he's not worried about that. He knows he's got Robinson right, and, and barring any type of injuries or whatever happens in the season. He has to do things like that. You can't just be set on what you have, Jose, right? Plum, number one overall pick. Look, this is it. It's time to do what you got to do. Or let's, let's face it, I believe her free agent year is next year, if I'm correct. She gone. Kelsey's? Yeah, I think really? it's next year. I think it's a three-year. So I believe the initial rookie contracts are three or four years, one of the two. And I think okay. this is her fourth year, right? Yeah, because she was with you, uh, San Antonio first, right? Yeah. Right, right. She's one year with One them. year. Got it. So... You don't make it work. You're not playing here next year. I mean that that's he's made that obvious. But if she doesn't make it work, is she playing somewhere else next year or is she I mean <coughs> no, or absolutely. is she a backup somewhere? No, absolutely. Is she, she a starter? She's yeah. a starter? She plays somewhere. How do you know she doesn't go to Washington and plays in that offense there and is a 20 point a game scorer? We don't know that. Sometimes Lane Beer's offense scenarios. isn't scheduled for for uh she's a prolific scorer, dude. That's not his offense here. He wants everybody involved. And he wants the bigs involved. And when you have the Twin Towers down there, there is no other option. The female version of the Twin Towers? Beat yeah. it down there. Let those two beat those girls up down low. I've Open said up it. the shots for the outside. I've said it since season one out here. Asia Wilson reminds me of a female version of Tim Duncan. And then That's you good. basically bring in someone like Liz Cambage to put her next to? Yeah. It's scary, man. It's scary. You brought in Shaq, right? Yeah, you basically, you got you got your Shaq and Kobe in a way. If you want to look at it that way, but they're, they're a scary team this year, man. I think this year. I know last year I kept saying it. I think they could be a championship team. You know, with Liz, this and that. Mm-hmm. No, I I I think this year they have to be a championship team. I don't think they can be. I think they have to be a championship team. I think that the way the fan base has been starting to follow it, it's been getting a little bit better. The things that people expect from this team. If you're gonna make moves like this. You better win the championship, or at least get to the championship. At least get to the to the, the, the WNBA finals. At least do that. You asked me, game one, season one, what's what do you think? I said you got to give Bill three years to get 
get his system in place. And what do you say in the first press conference we went to? Let me get my system in place, right? I, yeah. I know I know the league, Jose. You know that. I follow Bill Lambeer's progress in the WNBA. He's a winner, period. And we aren't called. A good friend of ours called us the best at WNBA handicappers in the world because we, <laughs> we follow this league. We know what we're looking at. Yeah. Signing Angel McCautry, if she is healthy, and she's coming off you know pretty big surgery, if she is healthy, you put her down as a three in this league? Dude. I don't. I don't think you understand like what we're really looking at here. And yes, she's not going to be the number one option like she was in Atlanta. So you're going to see. But that's good for her, though. Right. I don't think that's a, a negative. I think it's a good thing for her, especially no. like you said, coming off an injury. Right. You're talking about you know you're just like all oh, five time All Star. She's a 19 point a game career average in this league. That's she huge. can score. Yeah, she's a scorer. It's going to be about who gets the shots. That's that's the one problem he's going to have is how's he going to divvy up all these shots with. Wilson, how are you going to keep Cambage, everybody happy? Right, and, and you're not. Yeah. You're not. But he has that luxury now to build off of that. And you know, Bill, you don't like it? There's you sit your ass right there on the bench <laughs> and watch the game and rest of the game. We saw him take Cambage out of a game for the fourth quarter because she was what he felt wasn't playing up to her standards. Put her back in at overtime and single-handedly win the game for us in overtime. We've seen him set Kelsey Plum in the fourth quarter almost yeah. for a whole second she half. He doing the job, right? Yeah, bro. He, he's yeah. no joke. They you like uh, Sydney leaving, though. You do, you do like that. No, I said, do you like Colson leaving? Oh, I thought it was great. You don't like her here? Look, man. I, I'm not going to lie. I didn't think she brought much to the right. team. She was a fan favorite, but. So when she got released, <laughs> all, that's the thing. I saw everything like, oh, who's going to lead the chance? Who's going to, you know, say hi to everybody? Who, nobody. Look, man. <laughs> what did that bring to us other than good PR? That's it. You need, you need good PR, right? But they do a good job with, with a good PR. Sydney Colson, to me, was. Somebody Bill brought in to have a veteran presence off the bench. He was familiar with her, and he knew he could put quality time in and rest his starters, yeah. right? She wasn't going to be winning games in this league for the Aces. And, look, what we traded off to get rid of her, she can. You, you can she does it. well in Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> I really do. We'll find somebody else to lead the chance down the, down the uh, runway. Trust me. I could do it. Not a problem. Jose, you got a job. Here you go. <laughs> But yeah, um, no, uh, you know, yeah. I was indifferent to her to be. To be yeah, honest. I mean, I just, I, 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 I mean, I was okay with the with her leaving. I didn't think anything of it. You, you know what people don't understand, and when you're a fan, that's great, and I think they've done a good job in building that fan base the last couple of years. There are going to be other names leaving this year. You don't bring in two minus one. You still got to fill a roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's other free agents on this team. There's going to be other people are going to leave. And, and that's the professional's aspect of the sports world. And the fans it? need to understand and accept right. that. That just because you're a fan favorite or you like a certain player, that doesn't mean stop supporting the team or, you're, oh, I'm upset, I'm gone. No. Correct. It's a, it's a business at the end of the day. It's a business, and these, play, these players know that. You know, you're talking about Plum, free agent year coming up, right? Who's to say she's not looking at other squads saying, you know, I'd fit in perfect there in a year, and that's they're going to pay me. you got to go. And people are going to be pissed about it because she – She's a favorite. People like her. So you think she's gone? Or it all depends on this year? It depends on Cam, what Cambage does in the future. If they win a title this year, I don't know if Cambage wants to keep playing, man. She'll probably dip out. Why, why, what does she have to prove anymore? Nothing. She's even said that, right? She's that even she said she's really limited care. time, yeah. right? Wilson, you're going to have to pay in two years. I know she's not making anything. I looked at her contract. Oh, my God. I mean, what? she's getting decent money for her, but there's other players that are just getting... Well, yeah. th- thankfully, they've they've had... You know the movement now, right? We'll see more money, and you saw that in the free agency. 
the, the honeymoon period ends this year, Jose. They have to win this year with this roster. If they don't, you're going to see some movement in year four. And that's professional sports. Yep. That is professional sports. So. so here's my question for you. Do you think I'm going to get a good interview out of Liz Cambage this year? <laughs> is, she, is she actually going to be nice to me this year, or is she going to give me another attitude? You know, you it was... Look, we all <laughs> joked about it, but you know what was messed up about that was that at least the media had your back, dude. Yeah. You didn't ask anything wrong, and she took it for however she took it. I think you water under the bridge, right? Now, <laughs> yeah. if she did it again, maybe there's a personal issue there that yeah. we don't know about, right? She doesn't know me like that. No. It's okay. They, didn't they, they won that game, too, right? So I didn't <laughs> even understand what the, what the problem was. Uh-huh. She was just wasn't having it. wasn't nah. having a good day. It's okay. It's okay. As long as she puts... Uh, a ring on their fingers and a and a title trophy. Uh, That's it, baby. Bring it come home. Come next summer, we're okay with that. Bring it home. Man, it's been a good show. I appreciate you coming in. Let everybody know how they can find you. And you know you'll be on the show here in a couple weeks again because that's what we do here. We rotate. That's it, man. The rotation <laughs> continues, right? Well, yeah, man. Jose V, just check me out on uh, VegasSportsDaily.com. You can find some of my content on there, some of the articles I wrote. But normally on Twitter, um, Jose underscore Volonte. And um, got my podcast coming back soon. Hopefully, get that back on the airwaves. And you can find me from time to time if I can go ahead and plug it on yep, Unnamed yep. Sports Show on uh, Gorilla Cross Radio with Quan, Josh, and all the other fellas on Monday nights. And um, it's pretty cool, man. Just check me out. All things social media, Jose underscore Volonte. Um, yeah, just have a good night. Appreciate you. No always, man. We are off next week. We'll see you in two weeks' time. For Demond Cotton, Tommy Bartner, now we're one, Jose V, the rest of the way out. I'm Tim Ungles. We have a great sports week, and we'll talk to you. We'll talk some XFL week four in a couple weeks right here on E-Wave Sports, only on Fox Sports Radio, Las Vegas. Good night.